What's up, people? Another episode of Just for Sports. I'm OK Davis here with you. I hope you are doing well. You enjoyed a weekend of some really, really good football games. I know I did. And we'll talk about the games. Um, I was going to record my pod yesterday, a little Monday morning quarterback, but obviously Tampa Bay Dallas was last night, although I probably didn't need to wait for that game. Unfortunately, you know, I was rooting for the Bucks, my good friend Casey, but they couldn't pull it out. They just couldn't pull it out. So I will talk about my observations for uh, the weekends games and look ahead a little bit there are a couple divisional matchups that we'll talk about we'll also talk about some australian open i gave my predictions as the tournament was starting um, and i'm trying to get into it i don't know if it's so much i fell out of it with tennis because i never fall out of it but it just kind of crept up on me man i just got so much going on that just things are creeping up on me and I also talk about a sad story, a really sad story. And I don't want to kind of like bring the show down necessarily, but something important that I'd like to talk about. But first, first, we'll talk about the National Football League. There were some great, great games this weekend that I was really excited to watch um i was hoping for good matchups and for the most part um they lived up to about what i expected they did they really did and I would say the biggest part for me, the biggest takeaway is kind of the teams I expected to win. They won. They did. They did. I'm going to take it game by game with some of my observations and maybe some things that you may uh, find amusing as well. Starting with the 49ers Seahawks. And the funny thing for me is, I don't know about funny is the right word, but there were a number of quarterbacks that were playing this weekend that had never played in a game like this. Brock Purdy. Trevor Lawrence. Daniel Jones. Right? I mean, come on, Daniel Jones? Would you expect out of out of him? I mean, I just really didn't. We had Skylar Thompson, who I'm sure if someone ever said, yeah, the Miami Dolphins are in the playoffs and they're playing with Skylar Thompson, you'd be like, who? Why? We had Tyler Huntley, not Skyler, Tyler Huntley. There were a lot of players. Let's see, how many is that? One, two, three, 
four, five of the quarterbacks out of the one, two, three, four, five, six games, five of them had quarterbacks who were basically uh, really playing in the spotlight for the first time to this level in the playoffs. And I thought the Seahawks played okay for the first half, right? They were up 17 to 16 going into the half. And then the 49ers just turned it up. Now, first and foremost, I want to say shout out to Kyle Shanahan. Uh, Washington definitely got that right when they picked John Gruden over Kyle Shanahan and then Sean McVay. And then why am I forgetting his name? But the quarter, the coach in Green Bay, just don't remember his name at the moment. But when you look at somebody like Brock Purdy, who had four touchdowns and you say, well, where did he come from? What happened? He had three passing touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. Well, let's start with the fact that he has an amazing team around him. Yes, you can say that, and that's great. But when you look at the coach, that's why the coach is important. Kyle Shanahan, if he were to get to the Super Bowl, this would be the second quarterback that's got him to the Super Bowl. This would be the second. And it isn't just like, oh, if Jimmy Garoppolo took him to the Super Bowl. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about A coach who, I don't know, you know, I remember when he was with Atlanta, and yes, they blew the lead. They blew a sad lead. Or a big lead, rather, to the New England Patriots. And that wasn't good. That really wasn't. Um, And I imagine that sticks within his crawl for a while. It will, because he could have won one then. But he wasn't the head coach. Then with San Francisco, right? Wasn't that Colin Kaepernick he got to the Super Bowl? I mean, he's been... He's been... Uh, Kyle Shanahan that is with San Francisco for a minute I think that was with Kyle Shanahan maybe I'm wrong maybe that was Jimmy Garoppolo that he went with but bottom line is that he's gone twice and if he goes with Brock Purdy that'll be pretty amazing but I just I I would be curious if this Brock Purdy can keep it going. That's the thing. You know, I think he's won some divisional games. And that's helped because he's going up against not so much Brock Purdy, but the rest of the team are going up against teams that they're used to facing. Uh, Super Bowl might be a little different. Chargers-Jaguars. 
First of all, I went to bed when the Chargers were up 27 nothing, And I was like, ah, this game's over. I'm tired. I want to go to sleep. And to wake up in the morning and see that the Jaguars won 31-30 is disgusting. And what adds to my disgust is to find out today that the Chargers fired the offensive coordinator, Joe Lombardi, and the QB's coach, Shane Day. And yeah, you could say Justin Herbert's numbers went down, but tell me you weren't surprised that somehow... Brandon Staley is still the head coach. Now, here's the reason why I have an issue with that. One, I don't understand how you didn't fire the defensive coordinator. And unless I miss that news, I I just don't buy it. Secondarily, I think that Staley has made so many bad decisions that to allow for him to make the offensive coordinator a scapegoat, you were up 27 to nothing. That was not an offensive issue. That simply was not. I can't imagine that anybody watching that game said, oh, it was definitely the offense. That was the problem. Now, granted, when you see reports that some of the coaches and Herbert were vouching for Brandon Staley, yeah. I mean, it's tough when, like, you know, he's on the younger side, and I'm I'm sure he's doing a lot of great things. But I think he's still not taking onus of what really should be on him as a head coach, especially when, in my mind, it wasn't the offense that messed up. It was a defense. All season, unless you're telling me Brandon Staley didn't call any plays, didn't leave his starters in in a meaningless Week 18 game, didn't blow a 27-point lead, who's in charge of the team? I don't like it. What I do like on the other side is I like that Trevor Lawrence, you know, He shrugged off the four interceptions, and they kept fighting. Again, like I talk about Kyle Shanahan, Doug Peterson is the head coach of the Chargers. I mean, of the Jaguars, excuse me. I can imagine Philadelphia. Now, Philadelphia is still in the playoffs, but they're like, man, that Doug Peterson, he's a good coach because he is a good coach. He is a good coach. Now, I didn't pick the Chargers game correctly, and I didn't pick the 49ers game correctly. So I was 0 for 2 going into Sunday. But I did get the Dolphins correct. Did I expect the Dolphins to keep it close? Did I expect the Dolphins to have a lead? I don't know. I mean, not really. I just thought the game would be close, but I thought the Bills would always have a lead and they would win the game and they won 34 to 31. 
I'm happy for them. Now they got to play the Bengals. Hopefully, if if he's well, I am sure that DeMar Hamlin is going to come out for that game. There's no doubt about that. And granted, they didn't get to finish the regular season game, but it's kind of fitting that it adds to the drama of what's going to happen in this playoff game. But a valiant effort by the, the, the Dolphins to stay in it. They had a lead briefly, and the Bills ended up pulling it out. I didn't get the Giants-Vikings game right. You like that in Minnesota? I hope you do. You probably don't. You probably don't. The G-men were amazing. Daniel Jones was great. And I have to admit, first-year head coach Brian Dayball, um, he's worth every pity. I mean, Daniel Jones, the way he was scrambling, I was like, I didn't know my man could run like that. I really didn't know he could run like that. But I had Vikings minus three. Ravens, Bengals. I had this one. I took the Ravens at minus nine and a half. And realistically, they should have won the game. They really should have won the game. And my thing is, it was a bad decision by Harbaugh. To, I never liked the quarterback. It's not even the quarterback sneak. It's like when a quarterback jumped. You saw, if you saw the game, jumping over the huddle like that. I never liked that because I feel like you're just exposing the ball to get it knocked out. And they weren't even close enough to the goal line in my mind. But to... Recover the fumble and go 98 yards for the touchdown. I just said, that's it. Game over. I mean, that was pretty amazing. I mean, to think that Sam Hubbard, who's from Cincy, I think it was a, it was a really good call from... Uh, Mike Tirico. I mean, he was rumbling all the way down the field for the touchdown, the game-winning touchdown. That was pretty amazing. I expected Cincinnati to win the game, and I thought it would be closer. I thought the divisional games would be closer. Bills, Dolphins, close. Seahawks, 49ers, well, it was close for a half. It was close for half. But then Cowboys, Buccaneers. Oh, the Buccaneers. Oh, that was rough. Scored six. They didn't score until the third quarter. Only six points and then eight points in the fourth quarter. This is the first time in the playoffs that Brady didn't win a Super Bowl in alternate years since 2013. 2014, 16, 18, 20, he won it all. Three with the Patriots and one with the Buccaneers. The back-to-back losses in the playoffs. Took eight tries for the Cowboys to beat Tom Brady. Eight tries, and they finally did it. 
the amazing thing is that the three NFC East teams that made it to the playoffs are still alive. Giants, Cowboys, and Eagles. I imagine one of these teams, most likely the Eagles or Cowboys, will get at least to the NFC Championship. But I'm looking forward to the upcoming matchups. I will say that. And I'll get into my picks later, but we got Jacksonville at Kansas City, New York at Philly, Cincy at Buffalo, Dallas at San Francisco. So, of course, you're going to have one of these NFC East teams in the NFC Championship. But I can't make up my mind if it's going to be Philly or Dallas. Dallas-San Francisco, that's a classic matchup. Cincinnati at Buffalo, if you recall, was that two weeks ago? Buffalo was at Cincinnati when DeMar Hamlin collapsed on the field, suffered a cardiac arrest. And they postponed and ended up canceling that game. So this would be a very... It's a kind of game that if you're kind of soft at heart, if you're from Cincinnati, or I mean, if you're one of the Bengals, you're like, man, I kind of want Buffalo to win. I mean, who in America is not going to be rooting for Buffalo? New York at Philadelphia. I think that game will be close. I actually think Cincinnati-Buffalo will be close. And same for Dallas-San Francisco. But I think Kansas City is going to wipe the field with Jacksonville. Thank you for playing Jacksonville. See you next year, Trevor Lawrence. But I'll actually make my official picks on Thursday. I'll make them on Thursday. Man, it just... You like that? Look how... I kind of actually glossed over Minnesota. I was so happy they lost. Like, once again, Kirk Cousins... Kirk Cousins shows that he just, yeah, he can't win the big one. He just can't win it. And it wasn't even a big one at that. It was not even a big one at that. Now, if you look at the favorites to win the Super Bowl... The Chiefs are at plus 300, Bills at plus 350, Niners at plus 450, Eagles at plus 500, Cowboys and Bengals at plus 800, Giants at plus 2,500. I'll take the Bengals. They were just there last year. That is not a bad pick. They didn't look good, but I could see them getting back. They've got all the pieces to get back. I mean, the key is, can they win at Buffalo? I don't know about that one. That That's a tough one to win. That's, that's a tough one to win there. Uh, I, I really don't see that one. Yeah, I, I don't see it. I think Buffalo wins that game. But look at me. I'm getting into it, and I said I wasn't going to get into it. I said I wasn't. All right, what I'm going to get into is tennis. And the Australian Open, 
is happening right now. Novak Djokovic is back down under. My gut check picks were Stefano Sissipas and Iga Swiatek, who's a favorite to win it all. That's who that's who I've got. I didn't pick Matteo Berrettini, but Andy Murray, 35 years old, upset him. I didn't pick the Aussie, the down under true Aussie. In Nick Kyrgios who is not playing in the Australian Open anymore. He had to bow out. That was actually kind of sad. I'm actually bummed for him. He hurt his knee, is now going to have to have surgery. Scheduled to play a first-round singles match. And just, yep, he had to withdraw before he even played a match. There are a lot of players that you kind of want to see that aren't playing. I mean, Roger Federer retired, so he's not playing. Serena Williams isn't in it. Ash Barty retired. Naomi Osaka's pregnant. Carlos Alcaraz is hurt. Venus Williams and Marin Cilic. Are not playing. I'm pulling for. Well not pulling for. But my pick is Sitsipas. Um, I feel like. Obviously we all know that. Novak Djokovic is a favorite. At minus 110. Daniil Medvedev is next at plus 450. Taylor Fritz plus 1400. Yannick Sinner plus 1400. Rafa Nadal plus 1400. Stefano Sitsipas, excuse me, is at plus eighteen hundred. If I had to pick a super sleeper, I, I don't know. Francis Tiafo, homegrown DMV. I love that he was wearing a Bradley Beal Wizards jersey when he was warming up. I don't see him winning it. Um I hate the thought of last year being his best year. Um, but I don't know. I feel like the field is wide open. I don't know if I can think of a deep sleeper that I'm that I would say, okay, they can make a, a real run. There's some players that are way down that I'm like, okay, I don't, you know, know if it's just their tune-up didn't go well in Australia, but Roberto Bautista Agut, John Isner are way down there at plus 15,000, plus 20,000, 200 to 1, 150 to 1. I mean, you talk about a player who can 
almost forgotten about Diego Schwartzman. He's at 200 to 1. But Francis Tiafo at 80 to 1. I guess you can call that a sleeper. Denis Shapovalov, 130 to 1. He's another player to watch out for. Kasper Rude is 22 to 1. Alexander Zverev is 65 to 1. There are a lot of players that I think it's a wide open tournament. That maybe you see how some of these players do in the first round. You know, maybe some of their odds won't change after maybe even the second round. But you see where it goes. On the women's side, Iga Swiatek is just too good at plus 190. Jessica Pagula is all the way back at plus 800. I mean, everybody's like, yeah, Swiatek's not going to lose. Corey Goff is at 12 to 1. Owns Jabor 18 to 1. If you're looking for a player to break out of nowhere, I just don't know if there is one. Danielle Rose Collins, 40 to 1. I don't see a player that can beat Swiatek. I just don't. And we'll, you know, we'll see how the tournament goes. I'll be watching. I'll definitely be watching. Remember Novak Djokovic wasn't there last year in Australian Open because of COVID because he's not vaccinated and he's there now. But I also feel like it's not like COVID is gone. But we want it to be gone. That's what it is, right? We're just like, eh, whatever. We're done with that. Yeah, you're never done with it. You're never done with it. So we'll see how the tournament goes. We'll see how things play out. One thing that makes me sad is I'm going to end on basketball and Happy for Golden State. They got to go to the White House um, and visit with Joe Biden after they destroyed the Washington Wizards. Well, not really destroyed them, I guess. just They were just at the White House. Let me not say destroyed. And, of course, Kamala Harris, who is from Cali, she gets a jersey too. Of course she does. But the sad news for me is this story of the Alabama basketball player Darius Miles who provided a gun in a fatal shooting and was arrested for and charged with oh, capital murder. Oh. He did give the gun to the alleged shooter, Michael Lynn Davis. No relation. What I don't understand is why you give up your career like that. Why do you feel like you need a gun in your hand and you need to kill somebody? 
There's video footage of them during the shooting, being arrested and being put in the cop car. Okay, it's not like, oh, you, you gave up a career where you were going to the NBA. No. But you did take a life and you gave up on your own life. He has a five-year-old son. The kid who was shot and killed Jamia Harris like I just I don't understand why we have this kind of violence that really It really bothers me. It makes me really sad. It really does. I just don't know why people do this. He's coming out of the DMV. And now his life is somewhat over. Somewhat over. And I hope that this is a lesson for any anybody out there. You know, we talk about just gun violence in general, but definitely when you're thinking about someone with such a young life, like to not... Think about how the decisions you make can affect the rest of your life. The ripple effects. My heart goes out to the Harris family. And I'm just deeply saddened by the senseless violence. And I hope we can find a way to stop it. But it makes you feel helpless. It really does. But my trying to think positive, my hope is that someone out there who was thinking of doing something similar to what Darius Miles did is that they will say, oh, let me think twice about that. Let me not do that and do something more positive with my life. something more positive with your life too that'll do it for just for sport be back in a couple days i'm jamoke ciao for now are you looking for a better way to play player props or daily fantasy sports well look no further than prize picks prize picks is the leading over under daily fantasy game 
Why? Because it's so easy to use and win. You can make your picks in under 30 seconds and win up to 10 times your money in one day. Right now, we have a special offer for our viewers and listeners of the Just for Sport podcast. All you have to do is sign up now and use the promo code JFORSPORT and prize picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Yep, that's right. They'll match your first deposit up to $100. So join the over 150,000 others who found a better way to play and download the prize picks app today.